It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com for a Wednesday. Great to have you along with us. And we are presented, as always, by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Dot com. Do want to remind you uh, that uh, Concord Police uh, say a section of Fisherville Road was closed early this morning after a pedestrian was hit by a car. The crash happened just before 6 a.m. Police said the victim was taken to Concord Hospital with life-threatening injuries. A section of Fisherville Road between uh, Mayflower Road and Bog Road was closed to traffic. Uh, not clear uh, when the area is expected to reopen, but police said it would be closed for an extended period of time. So I'm sure that is playing havoc with the commute this morning from uh, that uh, area, the Pentecook uh, section of uh, Concord between Fisherville Road and uh, Mayflower Road and uh, Mayflower Road and Bog Road. And uh, I'm sure traffic is backed up. People are taking alternative routes. And if anybody has any information uh, on that, feel free to call us. 603-224-1450 is the number to call. And uh, very excited to have Alex Posani with us in studio. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Ken. How you doing? I am doing great. I'm I'm energized by your visit today. We were talking sports uh, before we started today, and uh, Alex is the PA announcer and DJ for the uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings, who are playing their first season in the North American Hockey League at the Tri Town Ice Arena in Hooksett. And uh, uh, so far, uh, Alex, it's been a uh, a fun season, first year franchise, and. Uh, I know you uh, you relocated uh, to be with the the New Hampshire Mountain Kings in their inaugural season. Yes, I moved up here from Richardson, Texas. It's a northern suburb of Dallas. I worked in the junior hockey world down there for a few years, and when the job came up here, I decided to uh, go for it. And uh, had you spent any time at all in New Hampshire prior to coming up here? So my grandmother lived up here when I was 10, and I came up here for a couple of weeks during the summer in yeah. Portsmouth, and uh, that was about it. That was uh, you know, a long time ago, but I really enjoyed it. I was really uh, struck by the, you know, the natural beauty here and the uh, cool summer evenings, which is a, you know, something we don't really experience in Texas. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I had to go out and buy a sweatshirt. I do remember, yeah, you know, because we, we don't have any uses for sweatshirts in Dallas during the summer, of course, because you know it's regularly over a hundred. It's still in the high nineties even at right. night. So, yeah. so you, you made the move. I mean, that that's quite a move. Uh, I mean, from uh, from Texas to New Hampshire, different time zone, um, certainly a different climate for sure, and uh, you made obviously the adjustment. Uh, very well, and you, as you mentioned, you have been in the junior hockey world now for what seven, eight years. So my first year working in junior hockey was the 2017-2018 season. I started with the Texas Brahmas of the North American Three Hockey League and mm-hmm. the Lone Star Brahmas of the North American Hockey League, both playing out of uh, Nitec Sports Center in North Richland Hills, which is a uh, suburb of Fort Worth. And uh, you know. What was the response to the team down there? Did they have uh, good crowds? Uh... So the Brahmas are a 
continuation of a former minor league franchise, and that's what a lot of the junior teams in the South are. Is mm-hmm. a lot of them were minor league franchises right. in the '90s and 2000s, and the Brahmas are a, a you know kind of a, a living successor to the old Fort Worth Brahmas of the Central Hockey League, okay. and so a lot of carryover fans. You know, a lot of you know people have been following the team for 20 years, continue to follow them into the junior days, yeah. and they they do very well uh, fan wise. They have a very passionate fan base. It's a very you know, electric, fun environment. Yep. The um, Nitec Sports Center is considered one of the hardest places to play for visiting teams just because the fans are so loud. And the arena, it holds 2,000, but it's small. They call it the shoebox. The shoebox. That's okay. the nickname they yeah. gave it. And it's, yeah. it's just an absolutely electric place to play. How does it compare to, to like, Tritown, where the Mountain Kings play? It's very similar. Yeah. It's very similar. It has seats on three or four sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, Tritown only has kind of half the rink with the seats what? it tritown's a very intimate small building it's very similar to nitex um nitex does have a um a full service italian restaurant which is you know wow wow they have some of the uh some of the better hey, better rink listen food to that get. chris brown i know yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> tell him to uh, get frank to send up some of those pepperoni chips they, they deep fry pepperoni and put parmesan on it whoa and those are uh that's a that was a I, common I, order for me. So, but no, uh, Nitex was a a uh, two sheet building with a with a um, third room. It was a kind of a multi purpose room where they would have you know gun shows. They would have uh, you know yeah. big events there. They used it as like a multi purpose event room. Yeah, yeah, very similar. You know, it's in the suburbs. It's a um, you know kind of an intimate building. It's a fun place to be. I mean, they have great concessions. Don't get me wrong, at Tritown. And even adult beverages uh, are available hey, at, at, at Tritown. And, uh, and, and, and it's great, but not a full-service Italian restaurant. That's, that's for sure. And that's nothing against Clear the Ice Cafe. I would go for one of those wraps today when I'm there later today. <laughs> that's true. And, uh, and, and you, get, you have the Pizza Man uh, just, just uh, less than a mile away. From uh, from Tritown, and I love those uh, Pizza Man power plays. Pizza Man power plays, that, right? That, there you go, and uh, it, it's a it's a great atmosphere when uh, you get a good crowd at uh, at Tritown, and you know people uh, certainly miss high a high level of hockey uh, in this area since the the Monarchs uh, uh, completed uh, you know their their residence in 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 Manchester a few years ago. Uh, they went from the AH to the ECHL, and you know, that transition wasn't really embraced. I mean, once once you have a higher level of hockey, like the American Hockey League, uh, a lot of fans, and fans do know the game very well around here, uh, a lot of fans do not accept the ECHL. However, I, I would say to them, uh, I, I would I would I would challenge some people if, if you put the AHL on one screen and the ECHL on another screen, uh, I would challenge to anyone to be able to tell me the difference. I mean, some people can't. Some people know the game that well that they can they would be able to spot the differences, uh, but most can't. And uh, and I'm probably in that number that wouldn't be able to tell. Uh, the difference. But I will say this, what we're seeing at Tritown right now is a, a very high level of hockey in the North American Hockey League. 
and the North American Hockey League 3 or NA3HL, whatever they call it. But that's a great level, too. What do they officially call that? That is the North American 3 Hockey League. Yes. It's the only Tier 3 recognized junior league by USA Hockey. Okay, so there you go. And they are there as well. All those, uh, those games are not... Uh, publicized or, or covered as well, perhaps as the uh, as the Mountain Kings of the NHL, but uh, you know it's certainly a very good caliber of hockey. There's no doubt about it. And and sometimes I think with so much going on at, at this time of the year locally, uh, whether it be hockey basketball, uh, all the other winter sports that take place uh, on the high school level and on the collegiate level. Sometimes, unfortunately, I think the the Mountain Kings uh, get a little bit lost in the shuffle. Uh, you know, when I'm doing a game there, I, I see you know the regular the regular crowd shuffling in, uh, as it were, and which is great. Uh, but I, I think more people have to know. Uh, about the quality and caliber of play in the NAHL. I really and truly do. So I guess, Alex, it's up to us to spread the word. I would be happy to do so. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've worked you've worked in the league now for eight years or thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, d- did you follow the league before you worked in it? So it's actually funny. I, I found out about the North American League when – I was 18 years old. I was just out of high school. I didn't have a driver's license. I was reliant on public transport. And so usually, you know, if I wanted to go do something, I would have to tag along with somebody, you know. And so my grandparents were going over to a family dinner in Fort Worth, and I didn't particularly want to go, but I wanted an opportunity to go over to Fort Worth, and I saw that the Brahmas were playing. Yeah. You can continue. Go ahead. So one of my friends... um, Sorry, no, uh, one of my friends uh, came along with me. We bought tickets, and we went to the game to skip the family dinner and yeah. uh, just fell in love with the the high-intensity, high-impact play of the North American League and started following it after that. And the rest, as they say, folks, is history. Uh, Alex Bosani is with us. He is the, uh, the, the voice, uh, PA voice of the uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings of the North American Hockey League. Also, the DJ, he picks out the music, folks. If you want to uh, you know, praise him for his selections or uh, criticize him, uh, here's your opportunity. Uh, 603-224-1450 is the number. Alex Bassani is here. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Alex Posani is with us. If you don't know the name, you may know the voice if you've been to uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings games. And you know, Alex, I have to confess, you know, I do, you do the PA, and you do a great job, but you do a great job with the PA, uh, an exceptional job with uh, the music as well, which is very entertaining. Although I've heard some patrons say uh, to uh, other 
Mountain King's employees that it's too loud. I don't agree with that, by the way. I don't agree with that. I've only heard a few complaints that it's too loud. I, I'm always of the opinion to crank it up. I mean, you're at a hockey game, for goodness sakes. You're not, you're not there to you know, sit and be quiet. Uh, I, I think the level is, is great. And uh, the PA system, if you have not been to Tritown during the reign of the Mountain Kings, uh, you've got to go because the PA sounds much better than it ever has uh, in the past. They've improved the sound system there. They've improved uh, the the lighting. Uh, They've improved uh, all the amenities uh, at at Tritown. And it's, it's great now. But it's even going to get better as, as the years go by. And uh, Chris Brown has done a, a, a terrific job. Hasn't got that uh, full-service Italian restaurant yet in, <laughs> in the building. Uh, but uh, he has done a terrific job. And, uh, you know, lots of hockey fans in this area. And, and of course, the, you know, you, you have a, a great audience for high school hockey games in this part of the country, uh, for college hockey games as well. And uh, folks should uh, give the Mountain Kings a shot because you are seeing, Alex, and you know this, you are seeing some of uh, uh, not only the, uh, the future uh, collegiate stars, but you are per- perhaps seeing some uh, future uh, professional stars uh, as well. Yep. I mean, it's a great development league. Yeah, definitely. No, my second year with the Brahmas, Mitchell Gibson, who was – the Brahma's starting goaltender was drafted by the Washington Capitals in the fourth round. Yeah, and he's playing in the AHL right now. He's there. You know, he's he's a call up away from the NHL stage. Yeah, so you know that's that's the sort of thing that can come from here. You know, players making the professional level. You see so many cases. If you uh, go on Hockey DB, for example, you see so many players in the NHL now that spent time in the North American Hockey League. And uh, it, it is a great caliber of hockey, and uh, people should should check it out. I mean, there are some people probably uh, listening to us right now, Alex. Believe it or not, that uh, have never heard of the Mountain Kings, and uh, so and they're hockey fans. So check it out, and you, you'll be you'll be entertained. That is for sure, because uh, Tri Town is uh, very compact. You're right on top of the action, no matter where you are. And it's a very, and I want to stress this part of it, Alex, because it's a very entertaining and engaging family night out at very, very reasonable prices. Definitely. No, and one of the things that brought me up here is when I started talking to Clint Edinger, who's our general manager, he told me about the vision that he and Chris Brown have and this vision of what they want to do up here. And what they want to do up here is provide the best entertainment for the fans and the best player development opportunities for the players. And they sold me on that vision. They told me about it. They told me what they're looking to do, and I believe them. And I still believe in them, and I made the decision to come up here based on that vision and based on the opportunity that they were offering. So I'm very happy you know, with what they've done, what they've been able to build. And our first preseason game at the end of August, we had – 400, 500 fans, which mm-hmm. first preseason game, end of August, not typically hockey season. Right. Yeah. And we were able to draw a pretty big crowd. So I'm I'm excited for what we're looking to do here. And it's we're we're building on it every day. Oh absolutely. I mean this is only the beginning 
of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings, and, and you're right, they have done a terrific job uh, so far. And, and just the fact that they have put together a, a representative team in, in their first year. And, uh, you know, competitive uh, they have been in most of the games uh, this year. And uh, just just to do that alone uh, in a first-year situation is, is a lot more difficult than I think most people think. Yeah, definitely. The North American League is it's a meat grinder. It's tough on even experienced teams. And for an expansion team, you know, when you're an expansion team in the North American League, you're lucky to win 10, 15, 20 games at most. And, you know, when I came up here, you know, nothing against any of the coaching staff or players. I didn't know any of them when I came up here. But when I came up here, I, I expected this to be a year where there weren't a lot of victories on the ice, but we build for the future. Right. And that's that's how it goes for expansion teams. You know, I thought maybe best case scenario, we win maybe half of our games. But the fact that we've had the success we've had on the ice, I mean, we've had a little bit of a tough spell recently, but the fact that, you know, we've been competitive, you know, every game they go out there with a chance to win. And that's you know, far and above what most expansion teams can expect from in this league. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they, they have been competitive. The uh, NA3HL team has been uh, very competitive as well. And, you know, there's intensity out there every night because most of these players are looking for an opportunity to move on. Most of them uh, will be uh, trying to get to the collegiate level next. And uh, many of the players in the league have uh, already made commitments to colleges for either next year or the year after that. So that's the next step for most uh, of these players. Definitely. The North American League is one of the top leagues for Division I college scholarships. If you look at all the Division I college rosters, you're going to find a lot of players that played in the North American League. Exactly. And uh, some of them have made commitments to uh, some of the top collegiate programs in the country already and will continue uh, to do so. Uh, but, you know, there, there are some situations where uh, players will be with an NAHL franchise for, you know, two or three years uh, in some cases. Definitely. No, the turnover on rosters is pretty significant. Yeah. But you have some players who the coaching staff and the management and the team they really value them they hold on to them and they have a really good opportunity to make their impact yeah and no doubt no doubt and uh, and they do and uh you know I, i'll tell you what one of the things i think that sets the uh, the mountain kings and we were talking about this before we went on the air today that sets the mountain kings apart from uh some of the other franchises is their logo Oh, their, their logo, which uh, was designed by uh, Chris Brown's daughter, is just incredible. With the with the uh, the moose, with uh, the hockey stick uh, in the mouth of the moose, and uh, it's just just terrific. I mean, it's a it's it's very well done, and I know the the merchandise has been moving rapidly. In fact, we both have merchandise on right here in the studio today. It, it's a, just a great logo, and, and uh, people are, are scooping it up. So I, I will confess, I am a, I'm a logo uniform nerd. I'm a jersey collector. You I'm, are, I'm sure okay. If, if my grandmother and my mother could hear me say this, they'd know uh, all the closet space that's been wasted on jerseys over the years in their mind. And I'll definitely say that when I was you know, looking for opportunities to move on, the 
the logo it helps sell it. You know, it helps sell what they're trying to do up here. Yeah. So. Well, that's you know that's what uh, uh, you know logo is supposed to do uh, to attract uh, attention to a team. Uh, maybe not necessarily provide employment, but uh, <laughs> but in your case it did, and uh, and it is a, a terrific logo. So hats off to uh, to Chris's daughter. Uh, her, her name escapes me at the moment, and I apologize for that. But uh, it just just outstanding, and everybody talks about the Mountain Kings uh, logo, which is uh, just second to none. Uh, uh, in the North American Hockey League, uh, so well, y- you've had a lot of jerseys over the years, right? I, from I, various teams. I have, yes, yes. Do, do, do you have any favorites? Um, yeah, I have more than a few favorites, actually. Yeah, well, I'm um, sure. My favorite one would probably be a. So I, I collect, you know, just whatever jerseys, you know, different leagues, and I have jerseys from each of the teams I've worked for. Those are, you know, those are hanging up on the wall in my living room. Uh-huh. Uh, probably the favorite one of those I have is my Texas Brahmas jersey. I got, I, I bought the uh, year we won the Fraser Cup, which is the North American Three Hockey Leagues Championship. And you have a nice ring from, I do. from that as I well do, that yes. you are wearing here. Hold it up to camera three there and uh, get a good shot of that. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, it's a great. It's it's almost. I mean, it looks just as nice as. Uh, a ring I have for the the Manchester Monarchs winning the Calder Cup in 2015, and that's you know this is at the NA3 level. This is a that, that's a beautiful ring. It Thank really, you. really and truly is, and uh, richly deserved for for being a part of that team. That was your first job in, in hockey, correct? It was. Yes, yeah. it was my second season. So. Second season. Wow, that's Look, pretty good. Going to get a couple more up here. There, let us hope so. Let us hope so with the uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings of the North American Hockey League, and also. Don't forget about the NA3 team either, the NA3HL team, which plays there. And uh, they don't attract the crowds of the NAHL team, but they should. It's very good hockey. It's a lot of fun. It really is. It's a is. lot of fun. Alex Posani is with us. He is the PA announcer, introduces the players, uh, welcomes the team back on the ice uh, be- before the game and uh, after the intermissions and does an outstanding job with with all of it, makes it a, a pleasurable experience at Tritown Ice Arena each and every time out. And uh, no, no games this weekend uh, for the Mountain Kings at home, but next weekend, uh, a couple of games that uh, we will tell you about right after these words. Kale and Company right here, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more. Welcome back, Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we have uh, Alex Posani with us, PA announcer and DJ, as we mentioned, for the uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings, and Alex, I want to know... Because uh, you, you you select the music, correct? I do, yes. I mean, you're, you're the person to credit or to blame uh, for the musical selection that people hear during Mountain Kings games at Tritown Ice Arena in Hooksett. How do you pick it out? So a lot of what I've what I play during games is what I hear at other games. You know, I go to a lot of hockey games all across the country. I'm somewhat well traveled. I've been to a lot of different arenas, and I. Every arena I go to, I'm looking to pick up something. Yeah. You know, I'm looking to learn something, meet someone. You know, just trying to improve my you know skill set. If I listen to the you know PA announcers there, and 
if they have something that they do that I like, you know, I try and incorporate it. You know, I'm, I borrow it. You know, I'm inspired by it. I'm not stealing it, but now it's you, know, you hear certain everybody borrows. Yeah, exactly. In, in, you know? in this in this business, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll credit them. You know, it's we're borrowing, do, so not stealing. Right, right. <laughs> but no, I, I hear you know different things in different places. I, I'll hear a song at a rink, and I'll think, man, that sounds sounds you know sounds like it would be something I could play and. You know that's that's really the the whole thing, yeah. And I I am so glad, so glad that the after every Mountain King's goal, and and I wish there were more of them. Oh yeah. Uh, we hear the brass bonanza. Definitely. Now I was told when I came up here that that's the one song that's I don't get to pick because it's a tribute to the late Ryan Frew, who was a youth hockey coach at yeah. Tri Town. Right. I never um, had the pleasure of meeting him, but from everything I've heard, he would have been someone I would have really liked to know. And he's someone that, you know, our the rink we play in is the Ryan Frew Memorial Correct. Rink. Correct, yeah. And everyone who, you know, who knew him, who tells me about him, has nothing but kind and great things to say about him. And So that is played in his memory. It is played in his memory, I, you know. I did not know that. And I, 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 the more I hear about him, the more I wish I could have known him, and the yep. more I'm glad to you know, honor his legacy by playing that song. Terrific guy who uh, left us much too soon, that is, that is for sure. And I, I did not know that it was played in his memory, and uh, I, I love it. I've loved it since the days of the Hartford Whalers. I think it actually started with the New England Whalers. That's right. Uh, before the, the Hartford Whalers. But either way, uh, and it was, I think, discovered uh, by Bob Newmeyer, who was their uh, publicist and radio broadcaster. He came up with this, and I'm, I'm trying to think, who, who does it? Do you remember uh, who, who does the, 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 the band that does the, the Brass Bonanza? I, I, the no, name escapes no. me right no, now. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But uh, it, it was like a deep album cut. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, not, not a popular song that was played on the radio with any kind of frequency until it was discovered by the late, great Bob Newmeyer, who was the uh, longtime voice of the Whalers and then uh, came up to do TV in Boston for, for quite some time. And uh, he discovered the, the Brass Bonanza, and it was a huge success at, uh, at the Whalers games, of, of which I attended many uh, over the years at the Hartford Civic Center, now the XL Center uh, in downtown Hartford. Uh, in fact, uh, the Hartford American Hockey League team for a while uh, adopted the whale. Yes. Uh, the Hartford whale, right? And uh, But it didn't last that long. No. It didn't last that long for whatever reason. But they uh, reverted to the uh, brass bonanza when they scored. And not that I wanted them to score against the Manchester Monarchs <laughs> when I was doing games, but uh, they did play the song when the team took the ice as well uh, in Hartford uh, for that small period of time when they were the, the Hartford Whale. I think that's what they called yes. them, the whale at yes. the time. Not the whalers, but the, the whale. And it was a great tradition. And you still, to this day, see... Uh, I don't think you could go to a hockey game without seeing... Some Hartford Whaler memorabilia, whether it be people wearing caps, jerseys. You I have name a jersey. It. I have a Whaler's jersey myself. Do so, you? Yeah, was, was it a particular player? No, no. It's a uh, it's a blank green one. It's you know just the logo is just iconic. It's classic. 
and I love it. Yeah, uh, and it was you know really an iconic uh, organization for the time limited time it lasted, uh, and and it's too bad the fans were very supportive, and of course. Uh, they had the house. They had all three house playing for them at one time, Gordy, Mark, and Marty. And the first time that they were ever on the ice together at the same time was at the old Boston Garden Sunday afternoon game against the Bruins. And it's the first, I think, I'm, I'm trying to think who joined the team last uh, it was either Mark or Marty, one or the other. And they hadn't been together very long, a game or two. But the first time they were ever on the ice together was at the old Boston Garden before, as always, a sellout crowd at the Garden. But the, what made this different was uh, I was working at another radio station a little bit south of here at the time, and uh, we had a contest for uh, people to win tickets to go see this Bruins Whalers Sunday matinee at at the old Boston Garden, and uh, we took a busload of people down there, and uh, we all sat together. Like 40, 45 of us were there, and uh, it was terrific to uh, share that experience with uh, with hockey fans. But uh, but I was there the first time the three Howes, Mark, uh, Marty, and of course Gordy, were on the ice together. So there you go. That's amazing. You know, Gordy Howe, we just. If you just read, when you read about it, you, it's hard to really picture it. Just coming out of retirement, you know, after ten years off the ice and being able to still play at a high level, and you know, it's just it's playing, it, you it, know, <laughs> in your fifties yeah. in the NHL, and it's you know we can see Yager do that, I'm sure, but not uh, not many else. It's it, pretty amazing. It, it's truly amazing. A truly amazing story that he was able to play with uh, uh, two of his youngsters and uh, an, another one of his sons is a doctor who wrote a book uh, about Gordy, which I, I will share with you if you give it back. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I don't want to give that one away because it's such a great book and it talks about uh, how uh, stem cell surgery uh, really uh, elongated uh, Gordy's life. Yeah, definitely. And turned his life around. I mean, and, and that story kind of went under the radar, I think, at the time. Uh, but the book uh, came out uh, by his doctor's son, not his hockey-playing sons, but his doctor's son, and it's a, it's a terrific book. And I know, Alex Pisani, that you would enjoy that uh, in particular. I'm sure I would, yeah, definitely. And, and I also want to uh, thank you publicly uh, for it during one of the intermissions when I was there taking a little break from uh, my work with the, the Mountain Kings. Uh, I, I hear, and I, I couldn't believe I, I heard this Tower of Power. You played a Tower of Power song, which I have never heard at any sporting of any Tower of Power song which I have never heard at any sporting event in my life. I don't know where you took that one from, but uh, wherever it was, uh, do it again, anytime, anytime. So that one was from my personal catalog. During the uh, intermissions, it's kind of, I treat that as kind of, you know, my time to, you know, kind of uh, play something a little bit different. Yep. You know, if, you hear, if you're around during the intermissions, if you're sitting in the seating area, you might hear some stuff you might not normally hear. And so I... Uh, Try to you know, have a little bit of fun, play something a little bit different, and uh, that was that was different. It was that different. That was yeah. different. I was I was very appreciative. I oh, think yeah. I told you at the time. You did, yes. Yeah. 
that uh, I've never heard a Tower of Power song played at any sporting venue in my life. Have you? Uh, Other no. than Tritown Ice Arena no. and Hooks It? No. Because we're really hip there. Oh, yeah. At, yeah, at Tritown. Uh, and uh, and you make it that way. I try my best. You, you, you make it that way. You play some. The, do, you, do you have favorite songs, though, that, that you like to like to play at, at, uh, at, at Tritown or other venues that you've worked? 100%. There are a few that I absolutely enjoy so, playing. So what are your favorite? Well, well hold on. We'll, we'll tease that. That'll be a radio absolutely. tease. We'll come back and we'll hear a few of Alex Bosani's uh, favorite songs to play at arenas around the country. Awesome. Uh, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It's Kale and Company live for a Wednesday Time is flying by much too fast today, but we'll be back with our final segment with Alex right after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We have uh, Andrew behind the glass. We have Alex Bassani with us in studio today, the PA announcer and DJ for the New Hampshire Mountain Kings at Tritown Ice Arena in Hooksit, first year of the Mountain Kings, and uh, they're doing uh, very, very well. Uh, certainly uh, difficult, uh, you know, joining the league as an expansion team, putting an entire roster together. And, you know, they have had their ups and downs, but that's to be expected. Uh, no matter what, they uh, put out an entertaining product uh, every time they, they hit the ice. So, uh, And by the way, coming off a 7-5 uh, to five win on Saturday night in Johnstown, PA. Uh, no action for the Mountain Kings at home this weekend, but the following weekend there'll be two games uh, that you can attend. Uh, hear Alex on the PA system and also hear Alex... Uh, play some of his favorite tunes. Uh, what what are your favorites to play uh, in an arena type setting? So there are definitely a few that stand out. You know, Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. That one always gets me fired up. All right, love to play that. You know, during a you know at like a timeout or an intermission. Uh, there's a few songs that I play at certain moments. I'm sure you notice whenever we take a timeout. You know, a home timeout. I play the House of the Rising Sun. Yep. I feel like that uh, that you know gets people fired up enough for that. Uh, our victory song, uh, Night on Fire by VHS or Beta. You know, it's a energetic, fun tune, and every time I hear it, it just you know gets me. That's who does that. VHS or Beta? Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. A, I would have never known. Alt rock band from the uh, mid aughts. So. I, I would have never known that. Yeah. VHS or Beta yes. is the name of the group. I mean, I, I've been going to hockey games and other sporting events at ballparks and arenas for, for many years and, and many times. You know, you, you're familiar with the song. I could not tell you, in, in many cases, who does it. Right. I never even heard of that group. Yeah. But I've no. certainly heard the song. Yeah. You know? No, it's... um. Just, you know, finding different, uh, you know, a lot of what I try to play, I try to play, you know, topical stuff, something that kind of, you know, it, if something's happening on the ice or I play a song that kind of reflects that. Yeah. I want, and you know, you might not be 100% paying attention to it, but I get a couple people every game say, oh, I see why you played that. Like when 
we played New Jersey. I played the uh, the Sopranos theme. You know, woke up this morning for their starting lineup. There and, you go. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of a obvious choice, but I had a couple of people, you know, give me some fist bumps for that. Um, See? Yeah. Whenever. People do pay attention. Yeah, definitely. They do and and appreciate it. I know I was just uh, startled in a, in a good way uh, when I heard What is Hip by Tower of Power. And uh, that's a song I have never heard played before at a ballpark or at an arena because most people aren't familiar with it. I mean, it, they're, they're not, uh, you know, really a, you know, a, a big group these days. They're still on tour after 56 years, but you don't really hear them very much on the radio or other other forms of media. Uh, but they kind of travel under the radar a little bit. But uh, they've been around 56 years and still. Going strong. I told you they're going to be at uh, Foxwoods Casino on April 12th. That's right. Uh, there's a little plug there for Tower of Power. Good seats still available, I think. Uh, but uh, at any rate, there are good seats still available for the rest of the uh, the Mountain King season. And uh, Alex will be there on the PA and and uh, playing the music. Uh, you, you were missed when uh, you were gone a couple of weekends ago. That's right. I, um, I lost my voice. Uh, I had a little bit of a... You know, upper respiratory thing, and I could barely speak above a whisper. And it doesn't uh, work when you're doing PA. No, it uh, yeah. is. It's kind of an impediment at that point. But you know, it. I'm back. My voice is good. I'm feeling it, and I'm ready for the uh, you know the playoff push. We're a good weekend away from a playoff spot. So, so you've held uh, various positions in in junior hockey over the years. You didn't start off as a, a PA announcer and, no. and DJ. You. You uh, paid your dues uh, otherwise. What what are some of the jobs you've had in, in junior hockey? So I've been a penalty box attendant, you know, opening and closing the doors, making sure the yep. uh, players in there don't get into it with the fans or the other players. Oh, but uh, you've heard some things in those penalty boxes oh, that you can't I've, repeat on a family radio no, station. No, <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, I've been a shot tracker, plus minus tracker, um, goal judge, you know, turning on the light whenever they score. You know, that's one job I wouldn't want. You know, it's a lot of pressure, but it's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, you get it? the, it's the best yeah. view of the game, yeah. and, you know, you, you get to be a fun part of it. So, I, I, have, I have never done it, uh, never want to do it, either. I, I don't know. I don't think my eyesight is that good. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's a tough job, and you can, and there's always that potential to be embroiled in controversy when 100%. you're a goal judge. Did you have any controversies when you were uh, judging the goals? No, not while I was, uh, but I've got a fun story for you. My former general manager, one of the rinks I worked at back in Dallas, he played in the Central Hockey League for 12 years. His name was Kenny Carroll. He was a goalie for the Bossier Shreveport Mudbugs when they were in the Central Hockey League. And in the 2004 President's Cup, they were playing Laredo, and it was Game 7 overtime. There was a you know puck that hit the, you know, the top of the post, you talk to him to this day, even 20 years later, he says it did not go in. It did not go in. He was adamant that it did not go in. The goal judge turns on the light. And the refs go talk to him, and they award the goal. Laredo wins the cup in overtime. And oh, my goodness. Kenny, to this day, says did not go in. And he, you know, he, he was a very good boss, loved Kenny, loved to work with him. But he had a rule with me. If he ever saw me wearing a Laredo jersey, he'd <laughs> fire me on the spot. So <laughs> he better not do that, no, right? No, that was the one I couldn't. I couldn't do there. 
Wow. And you have your share of jerseys. You were telling me uh, you had a lot of Texas Rangers uh, jerseys, and uh, you've had a Texas Rangers cap on right now. You had to be thrilled when they won the World Series last year. You know, uh, I've been a Rangers fan since I was a small child. Um, They've been the cause of a lot of joy and a lot of misery in my life. Um, Probably mostly misery. Mostly misery, (laughs) you know, but I've, you know, I love the game since I was a kid. You know, I grew up in a family that loves sports, and you know, I went to a lot of a lot of games as a kid, a lot of games as an adult. You know, it's easy to do when they're terrible, and you can get tickets for five dollars. But yep. you know, uh, I went home back to Dallas for Game One of the World Series, and I you know came back up here by the you know the time that they got to Game Five, and. I remember exactly where I was. I was scorekeeping a men's league game in Salem at the Ice Center, yeah. and you know I stayed after the game to watch the ninth inning. And as soon as you know strike three was called, I just you know I always thought as a kid that I would be losing my mind, screaming, running around, celebrating. But all I could do you know was just cry. That's all I could do. Just, it just I hear tears. you. I hear you. I mean, it's the same way. I mean, when the Red Sox won it and, and finally won it in 2004 after 86 years of, of a drought and coming very close on two occasions, uh, it was a, it was a, a very emotional experience when they uh, swept the St. Louis Cardinals in, in 2004 to win their first World Series since 1918. And, uh, you know, several generations went by that didn't see the Red Sox win a World Series. And fortunately, uh, I've been around for four of them now. So uh, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a good ride. Uh, the ride has kind of come to an end in, in the last uh, couple of years. But they did win in 2018. So I guess we can't be too too uh, too upset about it. But we'll see what happens. Uh, because, uh, you know, like last year, look at Arizona. Uh, nobody thought they were going to do anything. And, and they were in the World World Series, you know that's yeah. a that's a team that you know they they've had a few rough years before yeah. and they put together a, a good team with Corbin Carroll and yeah. you know Zach uh, Zach Gallon those young players yeah. they have and I've been to a few games in Arizona at yeah. uh, Chase Field it's a it's a fun place to see a game and I'll bet it is I I never have I've just seen it on TV uh, but since the Texas Rangers have been uh, in the American League uh, I know they've had three homes. Already, the one in Arlington, yep. uh, the old ballpark, and then they had what I thought, I, n- I never had been there, but just from TV, uh, the park they had uh, before the one they were in now looked very nice to me. They call yeah. it the Temple. That's what yeah. that's what the fans call it. They call it the Temple, and when you're coming off Interstate 30 and you get off on Randall Mill Road, you just see it in all its glory. And it's one of the, if you look at the exterior, it's one of the most beautiful parks and it's yeah. a, it's a great place to you know it's a great place to see a game. I pretty much grew up there, but the thing is, you know, a lot of games, you know, it would be 105 degrees yeah. first pitch, yeah. and they would have those Sunday afternoon games where it'd be oh yeah 105 yeah. plus, and you would have to sit in the shade or you know drink lots of water, and it just you know it was a tough place you know to attract pitchers. Pitchers yeah. didn't want to play there. A lot of players didn't want to sign there just because of the heat, and you know it's. So uh, it, it looked like a great ballpark, it was, it and was it fun. was, but a tough place to play exactly. in these summer months. And now you can do it indoors. They have yeah. Globe Life Field, which is not the uh, most most aesthetically pleasing park, but it's you know I, I had you know twenty game you know plan tickets the past three years and went to uh, more than that, and it's um 
it's nice to be able to go to a baseball game and not, uh, you know. And have a climate-controlled, right, exactly, right? A yes. climate-controlled atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, hey, that that's that's fun. But, you know, uh, for the most part, I'd rather see a game outdoors. But it's yes. tough to do it under that hot Texas sun and it those is. real hot conditions. So I understand why there is a need for, for dome stadiums in oh, that yeah. type of uh, a climate, like in, in Florida as well. I mean, right. both their teams play in, in dome stadiums in, in Florida. Alex Bassani, it was a great hour, and uh, hope you come back sometime. Absolutely. Always great to talk sports. We just really scratched the surface in the hour we had today, but thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it, and get that voice ready. When is your next assignment? Uh, this afternoon at noon, We uh, the NA3 team is playing the Northeast Generals, so... I'm Come ready. on. I'm ready to go. Head, head straight there after this. You can go down there and see some uh, some great hockey and, and hear Alex today at, noon, out. at noontime. Okay, sounds good to me. I may do it myself. Alex, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And folks, remember, always look on the bright side of life. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. 